Indeed, here to a Wednesday night edition of the Knock On Sports. Hope everyone is having a great Wednesday. I certainly am as we get ready for high school basketball tomorrow night and Saturday. We've got some good matchups. We'll get into those here in just a little bit. We do have some big news today as Montana and Montana State basketball on the men's side has been canceled due to COVID-19 issues. That was reported earlier today by multiple outlets. Uh, it was first kind of getting going when people, or journalists, started reporting that the Zoom meeting that was originally scheduled for 9.45 this morning was not held. So then all of a sudden it started taking a turn for the worst. The, and this is according to Kyle Hansen, uh, who will join us tonight. Montana, the University of Montana was one of seven teams left that hadn't had a game affected by COVID yet. And unfortunately, now that list at least grows to six because now Montana, unfortunately, has to miss these two games. Now, the Big Sky Conference hasn't really rescheduled any games, but this just isn't any game within the Big Sky Conference schedule. This is Brawl of Wild, Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, however you want to call it. This is a huge rivalry game. I don't have to tell you guys that. And so they're trying to figure it out, but there's a problem. How do you try and make up this game when every Thursday and Saturday matchup on the schedule is already booked for the next coming weeks? Big Sky Conference really didn't put in a makeup week, if you will, uh, at any point during this schedule. So I don't know how they're going to be able to actually put one together, considering the fact you really don't want to play four games in a week. That, that's a lot. And how would you do it? Monday, Tuesday. And then you go Thursday and Saturday. Would you try and push games to like Friday, Saturday of next uh, for the game the next week? Um, so I, I think the only solution, and we'll get more on Kyle Hansen's thoughts on this a little bit here in about 15 minutes on the show. I think the only solution is looking at playing on a Monday and playing on a Monday. So playing back-to-back Mondays. You're just not going to be able to get in a Monday-Tuesday game, I think, and then be able to play Thursday-Saturday. I just don't think that's going to be able to happen. Only one day to transition, I just don't think that's going to work. And if you're going to try and play these, play these games, you're looking at Monday-Tuesday as a possible option with all the to- testing and everything else, well, then you might as well look at, okay, Monday and Monday I think will be all right. Now, again, three, three, uh, three games in, in five days, that's no fun for anybody, but... Again, either that or you make it, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday. But either way, there's just there's no way to stretch this thing where it's going to be like, okay, this is actually going to work out. So it's either they don't do the games at all or they have to get real creative with the scheduling, and I just don't know how they're going to do that. Because, again, maybe do they – you can't take away games from other teams. So, like I said, I think the only options they have are you go Monday, Tuesday. Potentially, if that's not the way you want to go, again, you go Monday, Monday, maybe Tuesday, Tuesday on back-to-back weeks to make up those games. Um, but I just don't see how they make up the game without doing something like that just because there's not a week to make up games. There's not there's not something built like that in the Big Sky Conference schedule. Um, so I don't know how they're going to do that. 
So like I said, I, I don't think it's so much the Big Sky Conference doesn't want teams to make up games. It's just that uh, there's just not a room in the schedule to be able to do that. Now, maybe they could have started the conference play a little earlier, but they wanted to let all the teams get in some non-conference games in. It's tough. So we'll see. But could you? Th- th- this is the crazy part. Montana has this great streak going. And it's the this it, it just stinks that it's this game. All right, you kind of figure, okay, yeah, this team's probably going to run into it. But for it to be this week against Montana State, oh, just poor timing. Kind of feels like 2020 wanted to give us one last shot. Because obviously we know in football we didn't get to see the rivalry game. Clearly, we're not going to see it here in the spring either. So the next time we see it is going to be uh, in no- early November of this fall. And that's unfortunate. And if we do lose both games and say they don't make up make up both, at least in men's sports, think about this. There's going to be stories written in the coming years about the year without the rivalry. The year without Montana versus Montana State. How crazy would that be? Now, from what I do understand, the women's game is still going to go. And if that is the case, then hopefully they will at least move the girls move the women's games to uh, primetime slots. But it's unfortunate. It stinks. And so we'll, we'll have to see if they can come up with a plan, have something in the mix to try and make up these games. But, again, it's going to be tough for Montana and Montana State to make these up, not because they don't want to, but because just the schedule makes it really tough to try and figure out a way to get it done. One other thing I wanted to talk about tonight, I talked about this on Monday's show about Montana State's head coaching search for football. Obviously, last Thursday, Matt Upham resigned as the head football coach for the Flathead Braves. I got some information I'm going to relate to you guys as well on this situation. Um, first off, I want to say this, because I didn't have a show last Thursday or Friday. I want to thank Coach Matt Upham for all the time he has given me, all the uh, insight that he has given me as well. I really do appreciate it. I do really appreciate him chatting with me. appreciate him uh, and the relationship that we had as as play-by-play and head coach. Uh, really enjoyed uh, chatting with him. We talked football, always enjoyed our conversation. So again, want to thank Coach Matt Upham for his time and always giving me the time uh, when I asked for it, uh, for when we could chat about uh, the Braves and the Braves football team. So I want to start there. Next, I want to also start. Next thing I want to say as well um, is it's tough for uh, you know flatted faithful as again you know the last couple seasons is, is you know unfortunately two and fifteen and I know Coach Matt Upham was disappointed. I know that the staff was disappointed. Nobody wants to go two and fifteen. Nobody wants to have the results that unfortunately the Braves have had the past couple of years. Sometimes there is some growing pains. But you got to look at Coach Upham's success. Again, ton of success as Braves defensive coordinator. Ton of success developing great talent and great players. You think of guys like Jonas Nyman. You think of guys like Tucker Nadeau. Uh, you think of guys, um, you know, similar to Paxton, a, a Paxton Boyce. You look at Chance Sheldon Allen. You look at um, even guys this year as well. So there was a lot of really good defensive football players. Tanner Russell a couple of years ago. A lot of really good football players that, that were on the defensive end that Coach Matt Upham coached that were fantastic. And you've got to give him a lot of credit. So, again, there were some highs, and unfortunately there's been some lows. But, again, for Flatted Braves faithful, we're going to have to see what happens uh, coming up. And with that being said, one of the things that I did learn is who's going to be on that coaching committee. And so I, I think the Flatted Braves are in good hands with this coaching committee as they look for their next head football coach. 
When you're talking about who's going to be leading the way, obviously, the interview committee will be building administrators, which is obviously AD Bryce Wilson, Assistant Principal Brad Holloway, and Principal Payne. We'll also uh, have Jeff Thompson and Dirk Johnsrud, the head coach for wrestling and the head coach for basketball, on the committee as well. And then Thane Johnson, a past football parent, will be on the interview committee as well. It's a pretty good interview committee. I like that. Obviously, uh, Coach Johnsrud and Coach uh, Thompson, uh, veteran guys, obviously they've been around the flooded program as well. Uh, Thane Johnson, Bridger's doing great over at Tech, had a great career at Flathead as well. Um, and again, obviously you knew that the administrators were going to be there as well. So again, I, I like the committee. Again, the timetable is, in my opinion, is probably we're not going to see a head coach um, named, my guess is, until around mid-March at the earliest. And I think it's going to be more towards probably the end of March, early April to when we see a head coach named potentially. But when you talk about what the next head coach needs to have for the Flathead Braves, and, and when I say this, I'm in no way uh, you know, taking any shots at Coach Upham. Again, just looking at the basic things here that the Flathead Braves need as their next head coach. Um, again, you're talking about uh, just bringing energy to the program, uh, bringing a lot of energy within the staff, a lot of energy within the offseason, a high-energy guy. Um, that's what the Flathead Braves uh, head coaching search is probably going to be looking at as well. It's something that I think that is definitely uh, got to be something that, co- that the interview community looks at. Uh, just you know, have, having guys with a ton of energy. Uh, you look at you know guys that are especially on that committee. You look at Jeff Thompson. You look at Dirk Johnsrud. You know you've been to their practices. They bring a lot of high intensity and a lot of high energy into their practices. So you need somebody like that when you're talking about the next head coach for the Flathead Braves. Um, also, I would say doing a great job of recruiting kids that maybe don't necessarily play sports. Uh, you know, get more kids out for the football program. Get those numbers up for the football team as well. So you want to get somebody that's in there as well. Uh, you know, you'd love to see if you can try and convince Kyle to come back, but uh, I don't think Kyle Sam is going to come back from Montana Tech. Uh, I don't know if Travis Dean will throw his hat into the mix again. He's the offensive coordinator at Tech. Um, I don't know if that would happen, but those are names that you look at. Obviously, uh, within the staff, Alex Cummings, who was a name that applied for the job before. I'd have to imagine as a guy that would throw his hat in there as well. I don't have any confirmation. These are names that I know were either pa- part of the process before or names from the past. Uh, I think OC, OC AJ Burnham could possibly throw his hat into the mix as well for the head coaching job. Um, but again, we'll see. Uh, I think this is going to be a, 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 a search that's going to take its time and it's going to be a thorough search uh, for the next head football coach for the Flathead Braves. Um, but again, that's going to be key. And at the same time, too, you're talking about that brand new weight room. I think that's a big attraction for any uh, any person or any any individual that wants to be the head coach for the Flathead Braves. I mean, the facilities there, that new weight room, uh, that's got to be a big attractor for any kind of head coach. We'll see. Um, I'm very curious to see the names that go into this because I think there's not exactly like when you talk about the last time you knew that the, you kind of had a feeling and the lead was going to be somebody within staff and, and coach Kyle Sampson also advocated it to be somebody within his staff. But this one, it's tough to tell really who's actually going to put their name in the ring and who could potentially be an outsider that could be ten, potentially linked to this. Now, again, I'm not saying necessarily that it has to be an outsider completely. Maybe they do have some flatted ties. But as far as my history goes and as far as my knowledge takes me, I I don't know a name outside of of the flatted family right now that has ties of flatted football or flatted high school from the past. 
I just don't know a name off the top of my head. I mean, I don't know. Does anybody ask Brock Osweiler if he wants to be a, a high school football coach? Um, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? I, I'm sure he's happy doing whatever he's doing right now. Um, but again, there's a name that could potentially, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's got any interest in it. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Um, but again, I, I'm looking at, at people that are outside the program, looking at names. Um, there's just not a lot out there. So I think this search is going to be a wide net. Uh, I think we could see some strong candidates. I think we could see some guys from Washington uh, potentially apply. I think we could see some names possibly from even Idaho uh, apply. Maybe it's some coaches from the frontier that are coordinators or position coaches that maybe have some flathead ties. I think that's how wide open this job is is the fact that, um, again, I think this committee is going to do a thorough search, and I think there's going to be plenty of candidates that get talked to. Um, and the thing is going to be big is, is for uh, the next football coach, like I said, to bring energy, get kids out, and uh, continue to do what they do within that new weight room and continue to develop kids and get stronger kids and get faster kids and continue to build great athletes. Because, again, the other thing is, too, is you know when you're talking about the head coach, one of the priorities – Obviously, when you're talking about being the flatted Braves head football coach, one is getting to the playoffs. That's obviously the number one. Winning conference would be another one as well. Uh, obviously, taking care of your rival. You, this is going to be a job, and it's just like we saw for basketball. One of the priorities is, okay, hey, you got to beat your rival, and that means beating the Glacier Wolfpack. Sorry, Wolfpack fans, but that is what it is. So uh, what are, those are some of the keys that I think for the next head coach, obviously, are going to be to highlight um, – because again, those are those are keys for this program, um, and so like I said, I, I think those are those are it. Again, you want to see the Flatter Braves back in the playoffs. Obviously, everybody wants this team back in the state championship game, like they were back in 2018. But I think the, no matter what happens, the biggest thing is, and, and this is the biggest thing I would look for in a head coach, is finding a guy that's adaptable. And when you're talking about uh, being adaptable, it's being able to run with the personnel that you have. Because as we know, and we've had plenty of coaches on this show talk about it, is being able to run multiple systems. Because some years you're going to have a roster that can do, uh, maybe they can throw the football really well. Some years you're going to have a team that can really run the football really well. Uh, Some years you may have a lack in either one of those. So again, it's about trying to find a way. Because, you know, you always hear, especially with successful coaching, uh, successful head coaches that have been places, they have their system. Well, in order, I think, to have that kind of system where, okay, everybody kind of knows what you're, you're going to do, and I, and I think, you know, we, we were going to talk about some flatted boys basketball here in a second, uh, but Guy Olmquist, he has a system at Capitol High that he's able to run, but he's been there a while. It takes a while for head coaches to be able to say, okay, we have a system. Everybody that comes through here is going to be a part of that system. Everyone's going to get on the same page. With a new head coach, that's just not going to happen. So being able to find a guy that, one, can be adaptable and then eventually maybe put in what he wants as his system. If he stays long-term, that'll be big as well. So again, a lot of, a lot of interesting things. This search is going to be very interesting. I'm going to be keeping my ear to the ground on this thing and, and seeing and seeing what names pop up, what names are heard, just like we went with the Montana State coaching search as well. Uh, I know uh, Coulter didn't really give us any names, um, but I know on Skyline Sports MT, you know, Jeff Fisher's name popped up on his article, um, a couple other coaches as well. So like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see and uh, whose names pop up and get linked to this job uh, potentially. Like I said, I know there's a couple names within the program already that are going to throw their hat in the ring, and I don't, dis- I don't disqualify them. I think they're all very, one, great human beings, and two, good football coaches. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what the interview committee wants to do because ultimately it's going to fall into their hands to figure out who's going to be the next head coach of the Flathead Braves. But uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting search, and it's a very big search as well. You have to try and get this one right. 
uh, get a person in and get this thing rolling uh, really fast because again, Flatted Braves, they don't want to go. Nobody wants to go through a losing season. Nobody wants to go through an 0 7 season, unfortunately, like last year. And uh, again, it's just trying to, you know, build, find the building blocks and continue to build up this program and, and go from there. So, really interesting to see what happens. We'll keep you up to date here on the Knock On Sports. Um, and we'll just see how it all plays out. And as soon as we find out who that head football coach will be, you can be darn sure that they will be right here on the Knock On Sports. All guests join us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Tonight you can expect to hear from Kyle Hansen from Montana Sports, who's going to join us here in just a few minutes as we talk about Montana and Montana State basketball. And we're going to chat with Big Fork Vikings head basketball coach John Hollow. We'll get his thoughts on how his team's getting through the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're also going to talk about getting ready for Loyola this weekend and his roster. We'll do all that tonight with John Hollow, the Big Fork Vikings basketball coach. The Knock On Sports is sponsored by Whitefish. Fish Credit Union, helping you plan and succeed for today and always. Something's never changed like Whitefish Credit Union's commitment to you. You can get a hold of them at 862-3525 or visit whitefishcu.com where they belong to you.